Hello and welcome to Cable Roulette, the show where we find a random TV channel, watch whatever's on, and figure out a way to talk about it. This week I'm joined by my sister Brianne. She'll introduce herself on our segment Cord Cutter or Cable Lover. So, Bri, are you a cord cutter or a cable lover? Um, I don't really identify with either. I would say that I live with a cord cutter and he cut the cords, I guess, when we moved back home, I guess a year or so ago. We have Netflix and Hulu and I steal everything else from our other sister and watch it online. Because you like to watch a lot of live, live TV, right? That's why. I like a lot of trashy reality television that can't be found on Netflix, yes. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> this week we're going to watch, let's see, it's called Logo TV, I believe. Yep, Logo. And we're watching Married with Children, which I only know it's the, the dad from Modern Family, but you said you know a little bit more about it. So what do you know? Well, I think it. I think that's one of those shows that I don't want to say the wrong thing, but I, like, I think like Nick at Night it used to play on when I was younger. Um, so I know it's the dad from Modern Family, and I think the daughter in it is oh, what's her name, Christina Applegate, maybe. Let's give a quick shout out to Christina Applegate. I, I think it's her, and I think it's like. The, I think that the guy from Modern Family is the dad, and then there's the wife who I can picture, but I don't know who she is, and then the daughter and son, and I think the premise is, like, they all kind of hate each other. Okay. And I can just picture, like, the... I can picture them all, like, around this, like, really old-school, like, plaid-looking couch or something, and I think that's, like, one of the main scenes that they're usually in, but I don't really remember anything about it. From clicking on the channel, I saw that it's in the 90s, so plaid couch probably checks out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm picturing like the one that like like our mom had when we <laughs> when we were younger, so yeah. um, something similar to that. Maybe we'll be able to relate to it, even though I mean you grew up in the 90s, so maybe it's I don't know, maybe yeah. just like you and hating your siblings. We'll see. Potentially. All right, we're gonna go watch Married with Children, and we'll be right back. All right, so we're back from watching season eleven, episode fifteen of Married with Children, called "Breaking Up Is Easy to Do." It's time for the recap, cat, cat, cat. It's time to recap. First off, what did you think of it? I thought it was all right. Not, I don't know, not too great, too, not too bad. We'll obviously get more into it, but yeah, yeah, I just middle of the like, road. Maybe give it like a C minus. It was. So we'll start with the characters. There's Al Bundy, which I think most people have heard of. Like I've never seen anything about this, but I've heard of Al Bundy. He's like the the dad of the family. He's the one that was from Modern Family. That that's where we recognized him from. Yeah, his his wife's Peggy, and she's the one um, I didn't know, but she's Katie Segal, who plays Leela on Futurama. So I definitely recognize her voice. I had no idea like if she was older or younger when she played in Futurama, but um, this is probably what I assume this is what made her big. I don't know for sure. Um, did you recognize her? I just right. Well, I I recognize her, but I don't know if I've ever like I can't pinpoint if I've seen her on anything else, but I definitely recognize the voice. I wouldn't have been able to identify that that was who she was, but I'm picturing it's like the lady with the, the purple hair, yeah, right? Yeah, or one eye and purple hair, so if you see okay. a few dramas, she's one of the main characters. She probably stands out. Um, th this is just kind of in the order that I heard the names. There's Bruce, who, that was Alan Thicke, right? You recognized, yeah, so... That was another character we recognized. Um, there's Jefferson, who was just kind of a nothing character. He was just in there. I just figured I'd mention him. Um, Marcy is Peggy's best friend, who also hates Al. I don't think. He, and Jefferson um, was her husband, I think. 
Right. It's or boyfriend. Some something. something. Oh yeah. And are Al and Peggy still together? Like, did they get a divorce or? I'm not sure. I don't think that they're divorced. I think that they're separated. That's what I was thinking too. Okay. I think they're separated. And then we have Al and Peggy's kids. The the um girl or woman, I couldn't tell how old she is, is Kelly. She's Christine Applegate, which you knew she was in this. Good call. Yeah, we had no idea how old they are. You you don't have a guess either, right? Like twenties maybe? I, I don't know. They 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 look like they're adults, but I don't know if I don't know. Maybe they're supposed to be like in high school because in the one I mean Christine Applegate kind of looks like she's in her 20s, but in that one scene, she looks like she's wearing, like, a Catholic schoolgirl uniform, so it's a little bit confusing. And, like, their characters are kind of, like, they don't want to be adults, so maybe that's just, like, playing into it. Um, and what was the uh, what was the son's name? I was about to ask you if you got that. I, I didn't get his I name. I can't remember. It was something kind of, like... I tried to dumb. write down the name, but I never <laughs> heard it, so... She said it at the end, but I can't remember what it was. I miss that. It's hard to pick up on the names. Um, so I guess we can just jump into the plot from there. It starts out with a previously on. I didn't really get anything out of that. Did you see anything? Like, we were kind of still loading up when that happened. Yeah, it just kind of showed him in, like, a... I don't know if it's, he's in a hotel or, like, an apartment with a waterbed, and they show him, like, getting punched by a lady that is not his wife, Peggy. Oh, right. And then, I, and then I guess, like, in that first scene, there was another guy who, I guess, I don't think we ever saw him again, that guy at the beginning, and he kind of, like, con- like confided in that guy, and he kind of supported him through getting punched in the face. and Right. So our, I think it's our first scene is the grocery store. Did you have anything before that? No, no, just that one where he's he's talking a little bit in that in the hotel room in the beginning after he got punched. Right, right. He's explaining to his friends what happened. So that's kind of some exposition. If you missed the previously on, like we did, or like like I did, you you got it. Um, yeah. And so the next scene after that, they're in a grocery store. It's Al, and he sees Marcy, and Marcy invites Al to a dinner that Peggy's having, and he thinks like. Oh, I'll bring her flowers. We'll get back together. It'll be great. Which it seems like Mar- Marcy and Al are kind of like already at like butt heads. So I don't know why he trusted her so quickly. I, don't, I mean, comedy, I guess, is the reason. Yeah, she clearly isn't a fan of him. Um, but it wasn't really like it was a little bit confusing at that point, like what her motives were. And did you want to share any of your notes about the grocery store yet, or did you want to say yeah, another segment? Sure. So I and I, I was having a little bit of trouble when we were watching the grocery store scene. I was having a little bit of trouble focusing on the conversation between Marcy and Al because I was like, so I just kept looking at all of the signs and all of the logos all around the grocery store, and like one of the things that I really was focused on during that scene was that lettuce was advertised for 69 cents, but avocados were listed for a dollar 50, which just seems a little bit ridiculous. um, Given that that's kind of what the price of avocados are now. So I just, I just found that to be the more interesting plot point of the grocery store scene was that avocados have apparently stayed the same price over the last 25 years, but, but lettuce has increased by about four or five times. So that, that was, I apologize. I got a little bit distracted with that part. Well, I think we should try to dissect that. I, I think the reason for that could be that 
avocados weren't like always a huge thing and now everyone's having their avocado toast so maybe like we're producing more avocados and that's brought the price down even though inflation has brought lettuce up well the other thing that i initially wasn't going to bring up because i can't i can't remember if i saw it correctly but i'm pretty sure that they spelled them avocados as well like they were not they were spelled a-v-a-c-a-d-o-s now i kind of want to roll it back and see but i'm pretty sure yeah, I, I think somehow it, over the last 20 years, maybe the spelling of the the food also changed. Interesting. But not the price. Not the price. The background that I noticed in that scene was there's some old-fashioned Pringles cans, and they looked like, I don't know, they just looked different than how they look now, which what are, we're saying this is 90, the 90s? I think that's what we guessed? I think so. Yeah. I don't know when it started, but... Anything else from the grocery scene? think so the only other thing about the grocery the grocery store scene was when al makes a point to ask where he can buy additional condoms from the grocery store clerk in front of marcy and all of the condom boxes had like sexy topless women on the front and i can't imagine that that was ever a thing i just really hope not that was another hard to miss item in the grocery store I don't know about buying lettuce and avocados. I don't know about 90s condoms. I can't say. so. <laughs> um, I don't know about 90s condoms either. <laughs> just avocados and lettuce. That's all you need to know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then the next note I had was that gag about like the kids ran away from their mom and there was like smoke like a runaway car or something. Did you have anything like... Oh, uh, yeah. Kind of like a dumb gag. It, seemed, it reminded me of um, the show that the, I was watching uh, with you and Scott where they have all the sound effects and there's the doctors. Oh, Scrubs? Yeah, it reminded me of Scrubs because there's like a time or two where they do like a gag like that. It's like it's supposed to kind of be ridiculous. And in this, I think they just kind of put it straight. Whereas in Scrubs, it's like, oh, this Making crazy gag we did. Yeah. Right. No, I agree with that. That was the only thing I had about the interaction between Peggy and her kids. Yeah. So we can go into the dinner scene kind of just like it's like a double date between marcy and jefferson and bruce and peggy and they're kind of just like talking and bruce is really like he loves himself he thinks he's the best peggy has like made this ridiculous meal of like raw steaks and then a potato salad which is literally iceberg lettuce with full-on potatoes with like still the peel on them and everything in it now how much would you guess you paid for that lettuce 69 cents okay got like a two for one or something maybe maybe technically it was less i don't know my guess my pretty confident guess is going to be 69 cents and there's the classic gag which i don't know maybe originated in this show with how because it's a few decades old but they gave the food to the dog and the dog didn't even like it he spit up a potato yeah so that was what what i saw in the dinner scene and then did anything happen before the heimlich part I don't think so. I think that was when I was trying to figure out if Marcy and Jefferson were like married or if they were on a double date or what. But I think I think they were. And then, right, one of them started choking on a piece of, I guess, like the raw steak. Yeah, because there's a whole gag about like, oh, you could have just spit out my food if it was that bad. And then they have to lie and say it was good again. Yeah, I think it was around this time that I did. We did get a, a shot of the living room of the house. And I was wrong. The couch was not a plaid print. It was like a flowered one. Just, just I just felt like that was important to note. No, but I think, I think one of the armchairs next to it might have been a little bit plaid. Trying to think, did I have any other? Did I have any predictions like that? I don't think so. 
I didn't no, know any of the characters. And you were right about Christina Applegate being in it. So I, I'd say you broke even. Yeah. But we didn't know Alan Thicke was going to be in there. That was a that was a, a pleasant surprise. I don't I don't know what he's in, but I don't know why it's pleasant. It was just a surprise. What did you say you knew him from? Um, Growing Pains. I mean, I had to I had to Google it. Like I couldn't I couldn't place him, but I knew he was like a dad in another family sitcom for sure. That's right, folks. Brie could not wait till her research segment, so she looked it up. Oh, I did. I couldn't. I just couldn't. I couldn't help it. And then I learned that Alan Thicke is Robin Thicke's dad, which that was I all did. I knew about them. So, have you ever seen Growing Pains? No, I've never. I guess I've heard of it, but I don't know anything about it. Okay. Maybe I'll get I, that as something to watch on one of these random channels down the line. I'm sure. I'm sure it also plays on one of these channels too. Yeah. So the next scene that I wrote down was. Let's see. When the kids kick out Bruce. Did you have anything before that? When the kids kick out Bruce. So Bruce, like like I said, he's really self-centered and he's kind of this terrible guy. And I guess it's kind of like the bad cooking was foreshadowing, but he expects when him and Peggy get together that she'll like take care of him and cook and clean, which like... Right. She's, she's oh, bad so you know mean like the, the, the scene close to the end where they kick him out. Yeah. Did you have anything before that? I didn't really have any scenes that stuck out. But there was that scene where like... I think Marcy goes to kick Al out of the house. She, like he, he goes to leave. She walks out of the door and then she walks back in and like yellow confetti is coming out of her mouth. Oh, you're right. So for context, um, because Marcy kind of invited Al, he comes to the door with flowers and he like, he sees that Peggy and Bruce are having this dinner date. And like, it's really awkward for him because he, he thought he was going to win her back when really she's taken, I guess. Right, so really, Marcy was, you know, just, yeah, she was kind of being a little bit of a, of a bitch. I don't know if I can say that on your podcast, but she was being, you know, not very nice, and she she set it up so that he would arrive and see her on a date and, and get jealous. And then somehow she ended up with yellow confetti in her mouth. I don't know how we got there. I, I don't know what happened. Maybe it was the flowers. Maybe he put, fla like, he had a bouquet of flowers when he walked in. I don't know if he, I don't know. But she walked out and she had, like, yellow stuff coming out of her mouth. Yeah, and, or like, they, they really focused on it. So it must have been something. Spit it out. So the screen got a little choppy for me. So I, like, it looked like it could have been mustard, but it definitely wasn't mustard. Oh, it looked like, like, confetti pieces to me. But now that I'm thinking about it, it could have been, like, yellow flower petals from the bouquet yeah. of flowers. He had been carrying but somehow i don't know if he maybe he pushed him in her face i don't know but somehow she was spitting that out when she came back in then the next scene we get is the two kids are about to meet their who they want to be their stepdad which is bruce and um we kind of get the kids like fleshed out a little bit more they're however old they are but they don't want to be adults and christina applegate is the every show has the too stupid to function character it's kind of like I, I believe every show has one of those and she just like Oh, put my best foot forward. She lifts her feet up, or she wants to play hard to get, but she has no idea what that means. And like, there's all these jokes about how she like can't. I don't know. She's not smart. Yeah, all the like all the jokes about her about her being slutty and dumb. Right. Essentially, um, like, that's clearly her her thing. Yeah, and then Bruce comes up, and he's like, he doesn't like the kids, and he says about how Peggy's gonna have to do all this stuff for him. 
So the three of them decide he's no good, and they they basically kick him out. The two kids kind of, like, physically attack him to get him out the door. And then towards the end, we get Peggy missing Al, and then she goes back to his, like we said before, his apartment, his hotel room, wherever he's staying. And they get back together, basically. Yeah, the, it, it ends with two of them going back to where they had their first fight and the first time they, like, got together. And, yeah, they re- they repeat that original scene, which I don't know if that had happened before or not, but, or, like, if that had happened in the show or if that was, like, background we hadn't seen before. Because this is 11 seasons in, so a lot's happened. Yeah, so they, like, park the car. He offers to drive her home, and then they, like, park the car, and they make up, and then he... They, like, make a comment that, like, that was the first, like, they had had their first fight and their, like, their first time there. And then, like, they, go, they like, get back to, like, they're, they decide that they're going to stay together. And then there was some quote about, like, you know, just like this car, our love is built to last. And then you can see they're, like, starting to, like, have sex and then all the tires fall off. And that's right. the right. that's That's how it ends. Beautiful ending. Yeah. And now that we've recapped it, we'll go to high point, low point. It's time for high point. Um, we'll start off with my low point, which I think I had a similar note last week. The laugh track again. There's a, it's not just a laugh track this time. It's people in a crowd and like they ooh and ah. They there's whistling like ten times, which is kind of ridiculous. And that was your low point too, right? Or one of them? Yeah, I didn't notice the whistling, but there was definitely. It wasn't just the laughing. It was like going to. Um, and I just, like, found it really interesting the things that they, like, cho- chose to chose to laugh at or chose to focus on. Like, at one point, Alan, Alan Thicke's character makes a comment about, like, how he would never want to live in a house that was so poor as Peggy's. And the laugh track, the, the sounding, like, they're just, like, booing, booing, booing. But then there was, like, a, like a joke about... Alan Thick, like being a pedophile and laugh track thought that was really funny. So I just felt like poor, poor taste laugh track. Like it just. And like, depending on if this was a live studio audience or like they inserted this, like this could be things that the writers wanted to highlight. So it kind of, it's not just the crowd really. It was just, it's, it's very interesting to watch it now because some of the jokes were very much things that would not, they just wouldn't fly now. Or like, you definitely wouldn't be having like the laugh track on after it. Like when the kids are trying to convince their mom that Alan Thicke is a bad guy, they first say, Oh, he's a woman. And then they say the, the son, I can't remember his name says, well, he touched me. And the mom replies and says, yeah, you wish. And then it's like, you know, the laugh track goes off. Um, and so, like, that's hilarious. Like, you know, the idea of pedophilia is super funny. But, like, making fun of, like, their house, that that crossed the line. That was the that was where they were at then. So That's another hint that places this in the 90s, which, of course, in the research section, like we'll always do, we'll tell you exactly when this episode was. But um, And then my high point I'm going to save for commercial break. Did you have a high point? I don't know. I don't know that I had a high point. Yeah, like we said, it was a pretty middle-of-the-road show. It's okay if you didn't have one. I mean, you're... you're... I could give you a second low point. Sure, go for it. My second low point would be during the, like, when um, when Peggy... She does, like, a... I don't know, it was kind of like one of those things where they showed all these different scenes of her and Al throughout the years. 
and all the like really great moments they had had. And that was why she was wanting to get back together. And one of the scenes that they showed was her, like they were both sitting in bed and Al had no shirt on and she was like brushing his teeth for him, but then like took a break in between brushing his teeth to brush his armpit hair. And I felt like that was really the lowest point of that episode watching her brush his teeth then brush his armpit hair and then return to brushing his teeth with the same toothbrush right and i don't know if you said this but that seemed like some kind of flashback or like like they're they're playing clips a bunch of clips from the show in the past it seemed like i don't think they made those just for this episode um so now we'll get on to commercial break which is our segment where we talk about the best and worst commercials i just thought it was funny so this channel is called logo and there was commercial for a company that will design a logo for you. It's like, I don't know, that's not hilarious. It just was, I thought that was interesting. And then I'll get to my high point next, my high point commercial. Did you have any commercial notes or you had a callback, I believe. Well, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to Anthony from the last episode who commented that he thought that because there was a lot of commercials about eczema and skincare that it was clearly for middle-aged women which I personally as a non-middle-aged woman with eczema you know really took offense to and I would like to also note that there were also skincare and psoriasis commercials during during this show as well um and while I I think middle-aged women might watch this I think it just shows that really you just can't you can't stereotype yep I think we have our first beef on the show. Hopefully we never have two guests <laughs> on at once and they have to go at it. And then, I don't know, this is a pretty weak high point, but there was commercial just for saving music in schools. And I thought that was something I've never seen before. And just like a nice little, it wasn't even about like voting to save music for schools. It was just kind of a general save music in schools. I thought that was sweet. Yeah, that's all I have for commercials. Ready to get on to the quote of the week. So my quote of the week, again, Bruce is very arrogant. And when Al comes to the door, Bruce says, this is an awkward moment. Fortunately, I'm so self-centered. And then I didn't get exactly what he said. I think it's, I don't mind. So I'm so self-centered, I don't mind. I don't know. I just thought that was a really bold thing to say and thought that was funny. What was your quote? My quote, I can't remember what was happening. I think it was around the time that Al had come in. It was during that same scene that your quote was in. And a little bit after that, um, like when all that like, kerfuffle was going on with with Al coming in and, and the double date and at some point somebody used the words Willy Squidgets. I don't know in what context, I don't know what was happening, but that's my quote. It seemed like an exclamation of some sort. Yeah, that's that's what oh, I got. Right. Willy Squidgets. Right. Oh yeah, maybe that was what it was. Hopefully we're not offending any groups by using this language. I, I don't know what it means. Um Right, I hope it yeah. It, we have no idea what we're saying. Our last segment before we get on to the research will be recommendations. So who this show is for. I think any show that's from the past will probably say this, but if you're living in the 90s right now, this might be a good show for you. Um, I don't know if you like classic, kind of classic TV. Like I think this is this was pretty popular when it was on. Yeah. you enjoy watching miserable people on TV, it might be for you. <laughs> I don't all right, so yeah, that covers a lot of groups, and we're going to go look some stuff up. We'll be right back. A 
Okay, so we're back from the internet, and the first thing we looked up was when the show was on. It was 1987 to 97, and we actually watched the final season. So season 11 that we watched was came out in 97, which more recent than I thought. And we looked up the, the boy's name, his Bud Bundy, some nice alliteration there. And I didn't recognize, oh, I mean, I knew some of the stuff he was in, but I didn't recognize him from anything. And then we were trying to figure out the characters of the children. Do you want to talk about what you found out? Uh, so it looks like... Christina Applegate was 15 when the show started. So she would have been, we figured, 25, 26 during the episode that we watched. And the son was a couple years younger. So he was, what, I think we said 13. 13 when it started, yeah. So we're not sure how old they were supposed to be in the episode we watched. But in real life, they were 20, 25, or 24 and 26 or something. But... It seems like they're supposed to be playing people that are younger than that, but I guess it's hard to know since the show was on for 10 years. I guess they've had to have hit a certain age. Right. And, yeah, we haven't seen any other episodes. We don't know if it's like The Simpsons where they try not to age the characters, which is more more difficult to do in live action, or like maybe the show grows with them. All right, so that's that's it for this week. Reach out to kibberoulette.gmo.com if you have anything to say. And we're on Anchor trying to get on more podcatchers, so... If we're not on one you like, just keep looking out for that. Thanks, Bree, and thanks, everyone, for listening. Goodbye. Bye.